0: Hello, you are listening to the Super Spreader Shows, the amazing book club. Chapter two. Ooh. I don't want to
1: forget my tagline.
0: I, I like that. Oh, <laughs> um, So we're, um, this chapter is 30 pages long, if I'm correct. I always like, no, I, when I say it, I second guess myself. So... Um, in my mind, it's 30 pages long and it's oh, so rich. <laughs> yep, it is. Um, it took me a week. And uh, to be honest, like I've I, we uh, Susie and I both underlying like crazy. So we have something to talk about. But if you ask me what chapter two is about, like I could give you bullet points. <laughs> I could, and then I'd be like, I don't know. It's so much information that. I started mixing all the secret, uh, this, so, so sorry, let me stop. Chapter two is secret societies and the new world order. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I started mixing them all together and who did what and oh my Lord.
1: Yeah. I, um, so I, I was trying to decide, think about like how do you summarize this because it's so much information. And it, and it jumps around and like things are connected and you're a member of this and then you are, become a member of that. And then there's initiations and all that. But at the very end, I put um, point of this chapter and I underlined because at the very last paragraph. he's He says, I hope I've shown you the role of secret societies and groups within the world power structure. I hope you can see how these groups gain and keep power. Um, I hope that you caught onto the fact that the secret power structure is toward a totalitarian socialist state and fascism in parentheses. So like, that's the gist of it is like introducing us to the secret societies, how they function, how they keep their power, how they are connected to each other. Um, he talks about presidents and people <laughs> in power that, ha- you know, come from them. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's a ton of just information. And it was funny because I was about halfway through and I was like, you know, it'd be really nice if there was some kind of org chart that I could visibly see <laughs> how, how it's all structured. That? And then he was talking about like an appendix in one of the s- paragraphs. So I went to the back to look at the appendix cause he said that he listed everyone that was in a certain group. And then I was like, what is this? And it's like folded. It's like a trifold. And then you unfold it and it says, um, the CFR, which is a Council for Relations, Trilateral Connection, and it's a whole org chart and, like, lists and breaks down how everything is, um, you know, organized. And so I was dying because I'm like, it was here the whole time. It's and then he does list on the backside, <laughs> like, people that are in these advisory mm-hmm. committees. Yeah. Um, and, it, and one things you know, one of the, I don't want to like skip ahead or jump around too much, but like one of the things he'll say is a lot of these secret societies, you don't know who's in them. People aren't allowed. Yeah. So you're not going to, you don't know just from the public who's in what, but like he does list who's in like certain groups and um, organ, uh, committees, like Naval Research Advisory Committee, you know, and there, are, if you look at like where they go to school, there are a lot of them go to the Ivy League schools. Yeah. um. And so it's a good chance like mm-hmm. they know or they are in there and they just will never admit to it because they're not allowed to. But um, yeah, it's fascinating.
0: They all go to college. <laughs> that did, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: sorry. yeah, those people do. But some of the people are college dropouts. But it's funny when you think about who what colleges they dropped out of. Like Bill oh. Gates, didn't he drop out of Harvard? Oh. Right. He was in one of those.
0: So even though they yeah. dropped out,
1: they still went, right?
0: Yeah, they still went. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you want... Um,
0: Sorry, I got stuck I'm all over back the place. here, man. I'm in the very, very back yeah. of this book it's, and I'm this like...
1: There's appendix, there's Area 51. I mean, it's kind of, it's pretty crazy. This appendix is long. Oh my god. And it gosh. has like all kinds of stuff. It's got letters, photographs.
0: It's all these book recommendations that and I There's a lot of books too. Yeah. Which I didn't know what that, that was just the publisher, but okay. What's what page do you have your first underline 68? On? Oh, go for <laughs> it girl. Cause I am not there.
1: Well, just okay. Like it starts out and it talks about the oldest secret society is the brotherhood of the snake. Mm. Also called the brotherhood of the dragon. And it still exists under many different names. Um, they're devoted to guarding the secrets of the ages and direct, And to the recognition of Lucifer as the one and only true God. So they are all rooted in, um, satanic like structure or, you know, that's who they believe is the ultimate power. It's very anti-God, anti-Christian, which is like wild to think about some of these people that are in these societies and to know what their, where their allegiance truly resides, even though they profess to be Christian or God fearing or, you know, for America or whatever, um, yeah, it's like oh, well, that's not what your initiation says. Um, they um, often marry, and then I, you know, it, it's so much information. But like, I try to just underline a little like tidbits. <laughs> so like, secret societies, in fact, mirror many facets of ordinary life. Um, the exclusivity of membership is actually one of the secret society's most powerful weapons, you know? I mean, who doesn't want to feel
0: yeah. Yeah, like it, you know?
1: so when you go back, when you consider, you know, how the book begins and he talked and how he talks about like the psyche of man mm-hmm. and wanting to belong, and, and how they studied, how how we've been studied um, and are just, you know, kind of calculations to them. Um, they can utilize these types of things to get people um, to become and, and do what they want. Um, I don't know. Do you want me? Where do you have Keep your going. first? I don't have it till 70. Oh, okay. Um, I did this whole section here. <laughs> A method of deciding exactly who is, who is to become an adept may be decided during initiation by asking the candidate to speak this is like, he gives an example to spit on the Christian cross. If the candidate refuses, the members congratulate him and tell him you have made the right choice as a true adept would never do such a terrible thing. The newly initiated might find it disconcerting. However, that he, she never advances to any higher. So he's, he's talking about how there's levels within societies. So you're trying to get, you know, you get initiate, you get in and then you try to get up through the levels. Right. Um, so, so, um, yeah, that he or she never advances any higher. If instead the candidate spits upon the cross, he or she is demonstrated a knowledge of one of the mysteries and soon will find him herself a candidate for the next higher level. The mystery is that religion is but, but a tool to control the masses. Knowledge or wisdom is their only God through which man himself will become God. The snake and the dragon are both symbols of wisdom. Lucifer is the personification of the symbol. It was Lucifer who tempted Eve to entice Adam to eat the tree of knowledge and thus free man from the bonds of ignorance to worship, in all caps, a lot different from study of knowledge, science, or technology, is Satanism in its purest form and its God is Lucifer. Its secret symbol is the all-seeing eye of the pyramid,
0: which is on our dollar bill. Um, It's on... uh, And a lot of things, but... So, um, you read... Whatever I had underlined. So, um, but what always sticks out to me is, and it's so funny because my kids pointed it out too, (laughs) um, Spongebob, I want to say like Tom and Jerry. It's like any very popular cartoon has like a secret society episode Mm -hmm. where they want to join a secret society and then there's the pyramid with the eye shows and you know um they keep it very cartoon but it's just they they throw it in there it's in all the cartoons yeah and so i just they're they're infiltrated everywhere if you just think any corner of any industry they're there so all right what's the next thing you want to talk about um gosh Like I have more
1: underlined on that page about the early Christians were a secret society because, okay, well the paragraph of us says most secret societies are generally considered to be antisocial, which I thought was interesting because you think of them as being exclusive, but that's, you know, they're antisocial and they're they're like that on purpose. Um, The early Christians were a secret society because Roman authorities considered them from the start to be a dangerous, to be dangerous to imperial rule. The same was true for the followers of Islam at least some of these true believers working in secret accomplished what would turn out to be for the eventual good of society. The Druze seed and Yazidis in Syria and Iraq consider the Arabs, a dangerous secret society dedicated to the takeover of the world. The Arabs today think the same of the Jews Catholics and Freemasons used to have precisely the same ideas about each other. So it's like, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting when you like I was like, those, you know, when you think about what's in the news right now, the Arabs and Jews, yep. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I thought it, and this is again in 1991, right? So he talks about their conflict later on in this chapter, too, I believe. That underline, he talks about
0: Palestine. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and even
1: how the uh, Vatican um, views Israel. I think I have that underlined later. Probably. Uh, man desires, man's desire to be one of the elect is something that no power on earth has been able to lessen, let alone destroy. It is the deepest desire. Of many to be able to say I belong to the elect Um, the most important of all of the ancient groups is the brotherhood of the snake was simply known as the mysteries Um, the father of wisdom is Lucifer and then the focus of worship for the mysteries was Osiris and which is another name for Lucifer Mm -hmm. I didn't know that Um, the literal meaning of Lucifer is bringer of light
0: I know is that crazy
1: which I guess you think, you know, loose, lucent, like you think of that yeah. word as you lose. Is like lucent Light in Spanish, right? Lose. Yeah. So I remember how they were saying that Bill Gates put, he called that whatever he put in the vaccine or, so, or something oh. about, lo, um, oh, yes, he called it loose lucerifist or something. He used yeah. like a lucifer uh-huh. term. Like, oh, was, I forgot about that. I know. It's like you read these things, you're like, wait, oh. I've seen that before. So yeah, he goes in. He I didn't I didn't really underline the next page. Oh, it's at the bottom. We're talking I, about Oh, wait. I, okay. I have uh, the middle. Yes. cuz then I at the end I said did it happen? Did you
0: see the too? What? What? So I wrote part. on the on my side of the book did it? Question mark. What did, what did, what did we, what were uh, we Okay, this now? is what um this is the only thing that I have underlined. According to the Freemasons' calendar, it will occur in the year two thousand, and oh, indeed right. it will. But okay, wait, what was he talking about? Uh, uh, the dry supernova star. explosion. So then, I guess I was supposed to go back and look to see if something happened in two thousand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, didn't. I think he was talking about it was supposed to be some sort of um, uh, what is it? Explosion in the sky, right? So did you then, look it up? No, I totally forgot. Because <laughs> I mean, you start we keep reading, you're just like. I'm looking up everything else.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny.
1: Yeah, well, that's funny. We both said, did it happen? Um, um, then- I was trying to explain to my dad last night when I was talking about the book, like you have to remember like George Bush was the president mm-hmm. at the time. John Paul Second was the Pope at the time as he's writing this. So he did, I mean, where I'm like thinking of things right now and I'm like these people weren't even in the picture back then or that yeah. we knew of or they weren't, you know, at the forefront like they are now. And like, what would he be saying about Klaus Schwab and all of them. Oh <laughs> right my now, gosh! Right? gosh. Uh, but funny. I underline at the bottom when he's all global warming is a hoax. <laughs> I know it is easier for the public to deal with and will give the ruling elite more time before panic and anarchy replace government.
0: Yep. I have on the next page seventy three storms are becoming more violent and less predictable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, what the heck? Um, I have something at the bottom re- um, underline. What do you have? I-, I have the elector given knowledge of the mysteries and are illum. Yes. Okay. And, and are thus known as the Illuminati or the illuminated ones, the guardians of the secret of ages.
1: Yep. I have that. I have that same thing underlined. Um, then I go, or do you
0: have something? <laughs> They're all, illum- I don't know. I've, I I was just kind of glancing at that paragraph, and I just <laughs> he talks he goes on wait about, on what page? Uh, just the next page. Okay, he goes on talking about the there's a
1: one in Afghanistan. It's an ancient one, Roshanaya. I can't remember these. I mean, I don't know correctly. It's, close it's halfway down. Um. The important fact to remember is that the leaders of both the right and the left are a small hardcore of men who have been and still are illuminists or members of the brotherhood. They are always, they are, and always have been Luciferian and internationalist. Their only concern is to gain greater economic and political power. Um, they are determined to win for themselves undisputed control of the wealth, natural resources, and manpower of the entire planet. Um, and they tended to turn the world into their conception of a Luciferian totalitarian socialist state. In the process, they will eliminate all Christians, Jews, and atheists. You have learned just one, but only one of the great mysteries. That's what I had on that page.
0: Up, up higher, I, I put Klaus Schwabi <laughs> I guess, I guess well, well, it reminded me section. of him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The nation states. I underlined and Holy Grail on the next page cuz I was like isn't that in Okay, Nicoletti- I have 3.
1: Yeah, I have 3 question marks by that. The Holy Grail. Mhm. One of the greatest secrets of the ages is the true story of the Holy Grail, the robe of Jesus, the remains of the cross of crucifixion, and whether Jesus actually died or if he survived and produced a child. Mhm. Um that's what I was asking you if there's anyone who's watched um, The Da Vinci Code he goes into like the prior scion and how they um, are here, were created to protect um, all of that stuff. And so, you know, we were talking about this before recording, like I'm not, I'm not gonna believe or completely agree with everything they say. He says in this book, you know, and I was, and I'm wondering, is he saying this based on what they believe? not what is true because he does make these, I, 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 um, underline them a few times. And at the bottom of this page, he's like, again, I must remind you that it makes not one iota of difference. What you believe, if they believe it, you will be affected. That's kind of what you got to take away when you read through this chapter, because yeah, we have our beliefs as Christians and what we you know, read in the Bible and we accept, but, but b- a Bible is biblical truth. And I don't believe it says anything about Jesus having a bloodline No. Um, but the, but, so the point is, is that there's people on earth that believe in Satan and believe they may believe that Jesus had a bloodline and they're, you know, doing whatever they can to destroy it or whatever. And we get affected by what these people believe. That's the yeah. point.
0: Yeah, that's the point. Mm-hmm. So
1: I'm like, I'm like reading through it. Cause I'm not saying that, Oh, I'm going to stop this book. This is BS. You know, I'm done. It's like, this is something out there. It's good to think and it's good to really, uh, yeah. be- really challenge your own mind to know why you believe what you believe. Because I do feel like I grew up in almost a culture of Christianity and it's just easy for me to, to accept a lot of stuff because I, I haven't, I haven't been given reasons not to. Yeah. But like, can I really sit there and argue and have a conversation with someone and really like back up what my convictions and beliefs are? So I feel like this kind of stuff is good. It makes me really de- have to decide in my heart, like, do I believe yeah. what the Bible says as true? Or if someone came to me and said, well, this is the case, you know, would I be able to not be swayed or. So, yeah, I just. But yeah, I put Da Vinci Code movie. Because he start he goes into a lot of what that movie
0: talks about. I've never seen it, so I need to. <laughs> yeah, you should watch, I it. Need to watch it after this <laughs> chapter. So, um, you have anything else on that page? Um, no,
1: I mean, I just I, that bottom part of just the reminder that they believe it, yeah. and they're the ones that affect your life a lot of, in a lot of ways, day to day. So. Um, Next page, I started underlining when he talked about the Adam
0: Weiss shop. Oh, that's I just put whoa right here. Yeah. Yeah, I put woe for that whole little and how, section. And I circled 1776.
1: Because mm. <laughs> what else happened in 1776? Mm. That's apparently when he, the branch of the order he founded in Germany, he founded in 1776. He was a Jesuit priest and an initiate of the Illuminati. Um, funded by the House of Rothschild. you know what's funny he in this chapter i don't think i underlined it but he mentions about how um the vatican was given a bunch of money and they had like a house in new jersey on the water and in the movie last night they totally make reference they it's it's in new york in the movie but i know i'm like they're making reference to that house that he's talking about in the movie yeah there's things that i like have just glazed over watching it without have reading reading this chapter and now you're like and like my ears, I was like my radar was just up the whole time, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember that part. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's definitely taking stuff from this book <laughs> or from where you know he re- he. Um, it makes you know he references a lot of books at the end of the chapter that, where he gets a lot of the of his sources from, and I'm like, I need to read those books because they go into depth to yeah you know, what he's like just touching on. But yeah, I just I meant I had underlined Rothschilds, yep, ab- the abolition, how this wife, Weish- white stop. He advocated for abolition of all ordered nas- national governments, inheritance, private property, patriotism, everything America is you know, yep. supposedly built on. This guy is against individual and home family life, um, as ab- abolition of all religious religions. Um, that way it can be imposed, their, their totalitarianism, the wealth of nations. <laughs> I mean, I think we underlined all the same.
0: Yeah. I'm, um, I didn't underline until seventy. years. And then he says it is no
1: accident that the Deca- Deca- declaration of independence was written in the same year as all of this was found, was being cr- created the same, you know, as the wealth of nations. Um, you think they knew? I mean, at this point. <laughs> the founding fathers? Well, I don't, know, so aren't some of them, weren't some of them in societies? Yeah. I feel like, yeah. So, so then I'm like, what are, are they wanting out? Do you remember where he's talking about, I might've underlined it where he's talking about how they were always, always had a plan to create a government. I, I, it's it's underlined at some point in this chapter. I'm pretty sure I underlined it. And I felt like they were referring to the creation of our country and how we just had that conversation that you cannot honestly say that we live in a free country when we pay the government half of what we work for and don't get in return, anything close to what we should be getting from the government.
0: No. <laughs> so. But, um, page 79, I did underline. Look to the Masons for the guilty party if anything happens to me. Yeah. I underlined that too. He died. Um, he goes deep into the Masons. Yeah, I started underlining. Oh, wait. Did I underline? Did you underline about when you become an Illuminati? Um.
1: I don't know. The next section I have is Freemasonry. Thus equates the church, the state, and the masses with tyranny, intolerance, and ignorance. Um, Freemasons were pledged to avenge Hiram Abif and their plan, and that their plan was to strike down the church, the state, and the freedom of the masses. For as far as Freemasonry.
0: Oh, this um. is the part for the for the ma- the Freemasons. Sorry, did you just read this? Most members of the Freemasons are not aware. No, I didn't read that. Okay. Most members of the Freemasons are not aware that the Illuminati practices what is known as secrets within secrets or organizations within organizations. That is one purpose of initiation. I cannot excuse any of the members However, for anyone who joins a society without knowing everything Mm -hmm. about the organization is indeed a fool. Only those at the top who have passed every test truly know what the Masons are hiding, thus rendering it impossible for anyone outside to know much at all about this group. What does that say about New members are those who are already members but do not know the ultimate secrets. It tells me that it wait it tells me that fools abound. Yeah. Because I personally know a few Masons.
1: Hmm. I probably do not realize they are.
0: They like to say that they are. Maybe I think if you knew, they they like it to be known. And then on pa- On page 81, we got to wrap this up. So should we jump? Should we jump? Um, Where do you want to go?
1: The Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission are also the work of the Illuminati. The enemy is not communism. It is Illuminism. The communists are not going to be much happier with the New World Order than we are. Yeah, because then he goes into the the New World Order. Most modern societies um, have... Uh, especially those practice degrees of initiation. Um, They have one purpose. Um, And you know what's funny is he, okay, sorry, I don't, I need to finish my sentence. I'm on 80. They have one purpose. The ultimate goal is a new world order. So that's kind of what, I mean, that is what they're working at. Um, And then I have this question, Soros Open Society, because there's this open friendly secret society, which is the (laughs) Vatican. (laughs) And I'm like, that open society sounds familiar. Oh, that's George Soros. Like, that's what his company is called. But it's like, there's just a lot of connected words and phrase. you know, Even you're like, the, all these people are
0: in the same boat. They are. Also, um, so we know for sure that both President Bush's mm-hmm. were um,
1: yeah, I have that known
0: skull and I'm bones in that society, among other things. But there's also this scrolling key, which I didn't know about. And then it says both societies are secret branches um, also called the brotherhood of death of what is otherwise historic historically known as Illuminati. Everything goes back to the Illuminati. They are connected to parent organizations in England, the group of Oxford University, and especially All Souls College and Germany. Um, I learned. OK, so but. I just find it funny that there's oh my god there's so, there's so I just much. want I just want through this. I know we um, were almost halfway but did you well I just think it's funny that George Bush and George W. Bush um, both belong to the Brotherhood of Death and they were the one that ushered in nine 11. I just I they mean they also
1: the older one was around was you know Kennedy assassination. Mm-hmm. What else they mentioned him. um, but did you see, so I underlined the part about the Council on formulations. Relations. They're the real elect in this country. George Bush is a member who, again, was president at the time this book was written. Um, his father was also a member. Members of the order take an oath to absolve the, that absolves them from any allegiance to any nation or king or government or constitution. So he was our president, yet his allegiance was not to our country.
0: Well, and then you you skip that one part. Um, George Bush's father was also a no, member I said that. who helped finance Hitler. Oh,
1: well, yeah, I missed that part, yeah. I mean, I didn't, yeah. He helped
0: finance Yeah, Hitler. that was, that's, I apologize like, underline that part what? Too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and then, so when you, what you just read right now, that he doesn't have a, a an allegiance to us, mm-mm. and 9-11, because it's, it is, it's hard to believe that, you know, an ex-president and a sitting president would be in on killing so many Americans and um, causing so much havoc. But if you, if they truly believe in the new world order, these are just things that happen. And it's like casualties, death, like their brotherhood of the death society. Like it's probably gives them more power. Yeah. He goes,
1: I hate to, I mean, there's so much stuff. They talk about the trilateral commission, Um, that's an elite group of 300 very prominent business political and intellectual decision makers of Western Europe, North Africa, North America, and Japan. The founder was David Rockefeller. Mm. Um, and I think, Oh no, it's Bilderberg. We didn't even get to that yet. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so the council on foreign relations in his research, you know, he comes to the conclusion that they are who really run our country. Um, he does get into skull and bones. Um, I reckon I, this was, when he talks in all caps, he's like really I know emphasizing things. And I, um, have this next to the DC swamp, um, with a question mark, council on foreign relations controls our government through the years. It's members. Um, who have uh, included people from um, every executive branch, State Department, Justice Department, CIA, every director of the Central Intelligence Agency has been a member of the CFR, Council Council on Foreign Relations. Most presidents since Roosevelt have been members. Um, They dominate ownership of the press, and most of all, most if not all, America's top journalists are members. Um, CFR does not conform to government policy. The government conforms to CFR policy, which I completely believe
0: that's going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's it's like so much George, stuff.
0: George Bush is a member of the CFR.
1: <laughs> they go, He goes into the Knights of Malta, their um, whole involvement, and how, you know, he talked about above that, I had started this during the Iran-Contra episode, and there were about a plan to suspend the Constitution. Yeah. And okay. it was actually blocked by Senator Daniel, Daniel Inouye of Hawaii. That's when I brought Jason in the room, and I was like, you want to hear what your senator did? <laughs> and he's just like whatever um (laughs) no he was upset too he was like god that guy um he he talks about the vatican that was has been infiltrated over many years by the illuminati which is no surprise to me
0: they go into ronald reagan ronald reagan oh my god that one was like such a punch in the stomach Um, I have the world head of the Knights of Malta is elected for a life term mm -hmm. and with approval of the Pope. The Knights of Malta have their own constitution and are sworn to work toward the establishment of a new world order with the Pope at its head.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but then there's someone who elects the Pope um, (laughs) later on.
0: Yeah, yeah. we need to close it up. I think what's, it's Bilderberg group. What's the last thing that you want I'm, to talk about? Oh
1: my gosh. What do we pick? <laughs>
0: um,
1: should we talk? <laughs> I mean, okay. I have it right here. The members of the Bilderberg group are the most powerful financiers, industrialists, statesmen, and intellectuals. We get together each year for a private conference on world affairs. Only European country, or sorry, its headquarters are in Hog ha- in Switzerland. The only European country never invaded or bombed during World Wars I and Two, Switzerland is the seat of world power. Um, I just feel like, I don't know if it was in that section. Oh, yeah, that's the very end. Um, but um, I was telling you earlier, like, I just feel like the WEF, World Economic Forum, is basically the Bilderberg Group. Yeah. Exposing themselves, which they have to do on purpose and hope no one pays attention. But the way that he, you know, describes what they do and they meet, they meet every year and they talk about whatever political, economic yep. affairs they want to talk about. And then lo and behold, you know, we start getting things pushed on our society and put into policy.
0: Um, I want to end my last thing that I want to talk about. I mean, we didn't even get into the n- numbers. Maybe we can oh, finish yeah. this chapter um, with the next episode but yeah, um, let's do that. Cause the next
1: one, there's so a lot
0: of words that I'm not going to be able to pronounce, <laughs> but I want to really read this in the early forties. The IG Farben chemical company employed a Polish salesman who sold cyanide to the Nazis for the use in Auschwitz. I, I know yeah, I can't pronounce it. words. The same salesman who also worked as a chemist in the manufacturer of the poison gas. The same cyanide gas along with Zyklon B and Melathon was used to exterminate millions of Jews and other groups. Their bodies were burned to ashes in the ovens. After the war, the salesman, fearing for his life, joined the Catholic Church and was ordained a priest in 1946. One of his closest friends was Dr. Wolf Schmoozness, The mastermind behind the November 1978 to October 1979 and March 1980 to October 1981 experimental hepatitis B vaccine trials conducted by the Center for Disease Control in New York, San Francisco, and four other American cities that lose the plague of AIDS on the American people. The salesman was ordained Poland's youngest bishop in nineteen fifty eight. After a thirty day reign, his predecessor was assassinated and our ex cyanide gas salesman assumed the papacy. Papacy as Pope John Paul II. <laughs> I, Can
1: you imagine I, writing this book and he's like literally the Pope at that time? I
0: don't Oh my gosh. Well, we're going to have to stop there because um, I might not. Our kids are. Did you see the next paragraph? Oh my gosh. Yes, I read the whole thing.
1: George Bush, Mikhail Gorbachev, and the Pope are all in a holy alliance to ring in the New, new World
0: Order. <laughs> and George Bush is on camera talking about the New World Order. And it order. says it on our money too. Oh yeah. Says so, I mean we're going to no, we're going to have to finish gonna, this yeah, chapter excellent. with the next one. Yes. So we'll do end of chapter 2 and chapter 3 since it's short. How about okay. that? Because there's too much there's too much oh, more so much. And now I'm going to be really late. <laughs> oh <So am I. laughs> my. Oh my gosh, but you've been listening to chapter 2 of our book club Behold a Pale Horse. So, until next time guys, bye. bye.